In this episode, I speak with Kaylee Franks from Australian startup swimwear label, Kales Renee. Like all businesses, it started as a thought. Kaylee worked on her ideas and when all the pieces started coming together, she was able to launch her unique brand. Kaylee wanted to not only create a brand of her own that aligned with her passions, she wanted to take it a step further and make it environmentally friendly. After many drafts of swimsuit designs and going back and forth with her designer, Kaylee settled on a fabric called Iconil for its minimal environmental impact. Kaylee wants women of all shapes and sizes to feel confident in her swimwear. Her all-inclusive sizing across her range is helping to change the way society looks at women and more importantly, how women feel about themselves. Kaylee is on a mission to normalize all bodies by using models of all sizes. Welcome to the Rare Conversations podcast. I'm Leonie Milano, and I chat with creative entrepreneurs and business owners around the world about what it takes to start, sustain, scale, and sell a business. We talk about real-life scenarios to help you understand the path before you, to inspire your journey. I transitioned from working in film, TV, and global events to working with creative entrepreneurs through mindset coaching and mentoring. I'm on a mission to help entrepreneurs embrace the journey, understand themselves better, accelerate their growth, and get the most out of life, making sure they have a hell of a lot of fun along the way. Kaylee, it is so lovely to have you here today. How are you going? Oh, thank you so much for having me on the show. Yeah, doing really well. That's good. To launch straight into it, I would love to learn a bit more about your time living in Spain and how long were you there for? Yeah, so I actually was born and raised in Spain. So I was there for 18 years. So I had my whole childhood there, went to Spanish school for half my life and then to international school. And then went to uni in Holland, studied digital nomads in Thailand, and then ended up in Australia. How many languages do you know? (laughs) Well, I should know a lot more, probably. I do speak, obviously, fluent Spanish and English. Um, And then I had a dialect that we have in Spain called Valenciano, which is like Mm -hmm. Catalan. And then Dutch. When I was there, I was learning Dutch. Very hard language. I can't say I speak it very well anymore. Lost it. Yeah, (laughs) that happens. Um, Yeah. And then Italian also quite a few under the belt but yeah I love my Spanish and English they're the main the core one Spanish is such (laughs) a good one to know I have just many failed attempts at languages (laughs) but I do like to delve in and I do find the I find it incredibly useful the idea of making an effort and people can see that you're making an effort to connect with them and I think that's what counts oh yeah um Living in Thailand, I learned like three words, but I use those three words whenever I come across a Thai person here and they're just so happy whenever I say Uh, it. It's just thank you and like hello. So it does make a big difference. Yeah, It completely changes things, doesn't it? It's amazing. Yeah. Now, you mentioned that your business has been a work in progress for some years now. What was the catalyst that finally kicked it off for you and What was it that got you in the industry in the first place? Yeah, it's probably a different story from most. Or actually, maybe not. I was actually really sad and a little bit depressed in the moment. Um, And I just needed a big change. I have a lot of like 
ambition in myself and mm. a lot of expectations and I just wasn't meeting them especially during COVID I didn't have my family which I normally distract myself with traveling I love traveling mm. yeah, <laughs> and that same. sort of thing so it kind of just brought us all back down like no what is your life and what are you doing with it and mm. I was just not happy with it so I decided to have a look at what were the things that I enjoyed most and it didn't start with swimwear. It started with the feeling I gave someone when I like take photos of them in swimwear. So my roommate, she was looking to date on the Tinder and mm. she was like, I really need some photos. And I was like, look, I can really make you look great. Let's go out. I want to see you in some swimwear. I took some shots of her and she came home and she's like, I can't use that. That's catfishing. And I was like, I haven't edited it. I haven't done anything. That's you. But they don't believe, like people don't believe it's them. They have this idea of someone on social media. They see those images. And they're like, that's never going to be me. But mm. have you had the right lighting? Have you had the right photographer? How to tell you how to look, the right swimwear, like it the all right angles. It's a huge part of how the influences all work. Mm. And people don't know that. You're right. That's a really interesting point. And it really saddened me to see her and not even use that image because she thought she was catfishing. What do you think all the others are doing? (laughs) doing Right. If that's catfishing, yeah, (laughs) there's some serious catfishing out there. That's Yeah, and it was just really sad to me. So I really base it around like how could I make that happen more? And then also combining that with myself, where swimwear, I grew up in Spain, so I was always in swimwear, running around. I was lucky enough to have a pool and by the beach and stuff. So I was always in swimwear, but because I have like medium-sized boobs, I always went for like a push-up to make them look, you know, uh, perfect. To fit in, (laughs) right. (laughs) Yeah, perfect style and I just got to a point where, especially during COVID, where I didn't want to wear push-up where it hurts and like Mm. it's not even comfortable to wear that anymore. Mm. So I wanted to design things that actually look good, elegant, but didn't have that impracticality of like the pain and look natural more than and try and show off what you do have rather than try and make something else. Right. So you decided to get started during COVID. I think that whole period was a really big wake up call for a lot of people. Definitely um, you are the right great about. Resignation. <laughs> yes. And the introspection. I actually think we should be that introspective on our lives probably every month. <laughs> when you think yeah. about how much how much we don't use our own awareness what, with what we're doing and how we're spending our time. Yeah, that and also I just came out of having surgery from kidney stones, two surgeries, and oh. it was like emergency surgeries and it was just a not a great experience. So I guess having your health as a, an issue, you're just that kind of is a bit of a wake up call. Like, okay, mm. you don't have, you might not have that. Well, that's a bit dramatic, but you, you don't know how much time you have. So let's yeah, make the most. Of it. I agree. And if we don't have our health, what do we have? It's really, really hard. The balancing, there's no balance, right? You just sometimes got to oh. go all in. Before I had surgery, it was goals first, health second. <laughs> right. Like, 
yeah, detrimentally. My, yeah, that was terrible. That like my mum was always a, like made health a priority, so I didn't think about it as much, I guess, because she was already dealing with it for mm-hmm. me. Right. <laughs> um, I guess, like looking back, and then I never put it pushed it out the priority list once you know you live you, you become an actual adult and live your own life even though it still had been what 10 10 plus years that I hadn't lived at home <laughs> right just, yeah that, that definitely happens but you must be juggling yeah. many many balls right now as you're still in your brand's infancy stage and I was really excited to speak to someone in the early stages of I, I mean a design business uh, in fashion what are your stress levels like right now and how much are you juggling? Um, I'd have a question back. Why are you so interested in the infancy stage? Because we always see, we always hear about people who have had years of experience and they've succeeded. Mm-hmm. What, I, what I come across and my work as a mindset coach I see over and over again, I think there are literally thousands of people out there that would want to be doing what you're doing that don't have the confidence and they haven't taken those steps. And I know a lot of the time taking, starting with anything. I also had suffered from being a perfectionist. I used to have uh, (laughs) a so much pain around even a logo. This is even embarrassing to admit, but I would not move forward unless I had the perfect logo, the perfect color Mm. palette. And I would waste months of precious time on things because I didn't understand the process. The way that I ended up learning was taking the action to realize, oh yeah, there are other things that are more important, like actually testing my product and actually meeting a (laughs) demand and actually seeing if people like it and getting feedback rather than worrying about the aesthetics. By the way, I'm not dumping on that because I think that's an incredibly important part is your branding. But to get you started in the beginning, it is not the thing that people should be focusing on. And I think people just get so stuck and scared. They either don't know how to do it. They don't believe in themselves. They're comparing themselves to others. And it's a really big issue. So that's why I see taking on a swimwear brand is a big deal. Mm. Yeah, I think we're all taught that failure is a bad thing. And I especially became very aware of it through books and whatnot to try and make sure that we do fail and using that as I guess a goal because as the more fails you have the more likely you are to be successful hopefully it's not going to be (laughs) or you just so you Um, learn from your mistakes hopefully yeah and that's the thing I am quite an action taker so that wasn't the main problem for me um the main problem was my own expectations where um so I started launching, I started with the idea September 2020, 2020 sorry. Um, and then I researched and got everything, manufacture everything underway. Samples took year a year <laughs> to get right. Wow. Um, like it took a lot because obviously maybe I did want to get it too right. <laughs> mm. um, but I do have a vision of like, shaping the breasts and shaping that and what's the point I don't want to be just some other swimwear brand 
So it does take a long time, but the expectation of launch and going through the rollercoaster of emotions there where I expected to have a certain amount of sales and I run a digital marketing business as well. So I had knowledge on how to set sale, uh, expectations in terms of goals and that sort of thing. But the way I set them was obviously far beyond um, <laughs> what I could achieve, which set me up for failure with myself, not, right, not right. Um, of the brand. But then if you, I had the expectation of um, coming up with a great brand of like meaning and purpose and you know, changing the world slowly with sustainability, then I've, I've nailed it. And I think the message, everyone I speak to, the message is real loud and clear um, through from the body shapes to the sustainability side to body confidence, like everything is really clear. So I'm proud of myself now for that, which just need to take the next steps and keep trying different things. That's the main thing I've found that if something doesn't work, it's persistence that will guarantee success. So one mm-hmm. thing doesn't work, that's fine. Move on to the next. Like, right, exactly. just keep moving. Yeah. And you are very passionate about, you know, being an inclusive brand for all shapes and sizes. Have you had a chance to start getting the word out there in the marketplace? And, and what kind of feedback have you had yeah, so far? I have a little bit, not as much as I'm going to have. Um, I've got a lot in, in the plans, of course. Um, but in terms of feedback, everyone's just, yeah, they, I've heard such positive things about the whole, because with every swimwear that you buy, you get a um, free confidence course. And mm, amazing. Yeah, I do that because I want people to feel great in their swimwear, but also, you know, out of the swimwear. It's not all about the brand. I just want to make sure that we can try and change women's mentality towards their body because their body is probably not the issue, isn't the main issue. It's the mentality towards it. Mm. And I want to try and help change that through, yeah, a course that I made um, with a, a meditation coach. And we talked through how uh, a few meditations of how to look at your body differently. And like this all came from originally from essentially me being ill. <laughs> Because before I looked at my body much more aesthetically and I was like, why isn't it up to this standard? Why am I not skinny enough? Why am I, you know, the standard? And then once I was sick, I was like, wow, we have all this function inside of us that we don't even appreciate. Mm. Like we only look at our bodies aesthetically rather than, you know, my, my big thighs get me somewhere faster or like let me do sports. Or, yeah, or my stomach is processing so many things in, in a minute that you don't even get to appreciate every day. So it's kind of bringing it back to the function side of your body as well mm. as aesthetics. And just being aware of all the magazines and the imagery that is we're being blasted at us and through social media, it is a hard thing to change. But the awareness, I think, is coming through a lot more. And you don't use Photoshop in your images from what I understand. There's so much pressure when you see multi-million dollar brands, they retouch everything. And that aside, customers are getting more educated and savvy around this. Sometimes celebrities are being called out by unrealistic standards when people can see something is not quite right in the image. Mm. 
Are you seeing a positive reaction to presenting your images without being retouched? I'm not sure. I don't think that it has been seen as much as it could be in the future. I just want to set a standard at the moment of like, I don't want the norm to be if you have, for example, for some of the photos, we have pimples on our bums. And it's like, some people have that. And that's okay. That's part of our body. And maybe it's telling us to look after it a bit more or something. But it's normal if you get um, ingrown hairs on your bikini line. There's a mm. few of those in there as well. And I just don't want to take that away because people, why? Because we have to be perfect? No. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, everyone. I'm excited to jump in here and let you know about my upcoming program for 2022. People say knowledge is power, but that's not entirely true. If you do nothing with that knowledge, it's worthless. If you implement it, you become unstoppable. Creating your own business takes work, commitment, dedication to getting tasks done, working through the frustrations when you realize it's more than you thought and you feel like you're always on the verge of quitting. The easy thing to do is give up, but that just perpetuates a cycle because when there is something you can't stop thinking about, something that you really wanna create, you'll never be able to shake it. What we're not taught in school is how our brain actually works. It is so hardwired with our individual beliefs based on our own life experiences that it takes the utmost awareness to know what you need to do differently to achieve your goals. This is the single biggest thing that can be the deciding factor on how well you live your life. When you're starting a new business, there are stages you need to go through. Analysis, planning, testing, strategizing, taking action, in tandem with accountability and support, etc. This is what I help my clients with. In my 10-week program, I'll take you from being stuck and not knowing how to grow to getting clarity and confidence that will get you to the next level. We'll make sure your niche, target market, offer and strategy is solid by implementing systems and a step-by-step action plan to strengthen your foundation that will allow you to grow faster than you could have imagined. You'll gain clarity and confidence with every step, not ever having to return to where you were ever again. I work with a limited number of clients at any time, and to really help you, it needs to be a mutually beneficial fit. This is for someone serious about their growth, for someone who's tired of just getting by to having a healthy business that actually makes money. If this sounds like something you're interested in, send me an email to hello at leonimilano.com. That's L-E-O-N-I-M-I-L-A-N-O.com with the word apply and we can jump on a call to see if this works. If you can tell me one thing that you got out of this episode, I'll add an exclusive bonus. Now let's get back to the episode. From what I can understand, especially for swimwear, being a totally sustainable brand is really challenging, mainly because synthetics are moisture wicking and they stretch well over the body, but they're not biodegradable. Can you explain to us about your choice of fabric? Yes. So I use a fabric called Echinil. So it's made from regenerated nylon. Yes, we need to regenerate it again after it's been used. But in terms of beforehand, um, it's a really cool way that they're 
regenerating it is they're getting fishing nets there's two types of fishing nets that they deal with volunteers go down and get ghost fishing nets from the floors of the ocean and then they bring it back up and and then they go to the factory and regenerate it and the other one is oh my um, they work with yeah and they work with um fishermen to actually like the wasted ones they give them directly to yeah the company to regenerate and take that nylon from there and make it into material that we can use for swimming or carpets it's used for a That's lot amazing. of things actually in my research with this i came across well i learned that tiny micro uh, fibers of plastic actually come off swimwear when you wash it if you wash it quite harshly and i did come across something called guppy friend which is a washing bag that you can put your swimwear in that helps stop micro waste going into the waterways, into the fish, which end up in our body. Yeah, that was one of the next project to try and get something on board like them to try and reduce that as well. Although essentially we're not supposed to be washing my swimwear in a washing machine, washing it by hand. Just like hand washing it. (laughs) Right, right. I I would don't do that either. I hand wash mine. Yeah, but yeah, in the washing machine, those bags are something that I really want to try and get into or at least create more awareness around to use when washing the swimwear. It really makes you think, doesn't it? When you go to that level, it's like, all this sustainability and environmental talk, but when you actually break down what is actually happening and the fact that you could then be ingesting the plastic, it's like, right, okay. So I think more education around that is definitely key. Yeah, 100%. And I do think, though, that it is um, the responsibility of companies to do that and to do Mm. the right thing rather than greenwashing people, which... Some companies say they're sustainable, but are they? Right. (laughs) And it's really hard to tell. And maybe in the future we'll have more transparency over who is and who isn't. Mm. And during COVID in 2020, I was watching a lot of really great webinars, IG live sessions that were put on by Business of Fashion. And there was so much talk around the labels reducing collections, making them more concise in an effort to do their bit for the environment because we all know it is way out of control. Do you have an overall sense that things are starting to shift more towards greater responsibility around this or is it does it just seem like such a complex issue? Yeah, still? it is a pretty complex issue. I go as a digital marketer, I go by Google Trends. So I look at um, what people are searching and um, how the market has been performing. And obviously in the last five years, we've had, we've seen a major increase in sustainable clothing, the keyword and sustainable swimwear, particularly. So that really does give us a bit of an indication that people are becoming more aware and do want to be more responsible, but there's still a long way to go. Stats like Australia is the second highest consumer of textiles, where 93% of the textile waste is generated like in one year. It's just, I just so much believe. And that's why also the swimwear, I want to try, I try to make it timeless. So it's not about fashion in terms of the trends. It's about trying to keep that swimmer for a long time and still looking as elegant and that go-to piece you 
don't throw out that you keep for a long period so that we don't keep this high turnover of textiles and just being more aware of that and even for me, I always now think really carefully, do I need to buy something else? Which is quite often we do have something that we can already use from our closet. Now, sorry, you, you have a very strong background in marketing and social media because you have your other business. And this is obviously a massive advantage for you. Do you think resourcefulness and creativity can help smaller brands over larger ones and still be seen? Um, yes and no. It's very in terms of the digital marketing space. Mm. Yeah. Is that what you're referring to? Digital marketing right now, you just need, unfortunately, a lot of money to make an imp- a real impact on nationwide or I guess if you want to go for a small location, you still have a chance. Like if you reduce the um, target audience that you're going for, you do have a, a more of a chance to get to those people. And you do have to be more creative because you have a lot less spend, which means a lot less time that your ads can be shown to them. Mm. So I guess there's more pressure on smaller businesses to create content that stand out, but they don't have the money for that. <laughs> So that's where storytelling comes in and connecting with their niche audience, which is really critical. And I think we can communicate a lot to people through social media, especially when they don't have the money that they definitely have to do that. Mm, In terms of um, organic posting, so I was referring to paid at that point, organic posting, there is a great opportunity for smaller businesses because especially now if people start searching more with hashtags, so sustainable somewhere, if you're one of the last people to post, you're going to be shown up there, which I know a lot of people have found Kels and A through. So in terms of that organic side, yeah, you have more opportunity for mm. sure than, than now, paid. R- right, of course. Now your brand is Kels Renee. Can you talk us through what your collection is about and what you currently have on offer. Yeah, definitely. Actually, a lot of the swimwear was made in terms of moods, which sounds Mm. a bit different. (laughs) If you're feeling a little bit sluggish, not feeling your greatest in terms of, because we all have those days, like no matter how confident you are, essentially with your body, you know, maybe it's that time of the month you're feeling Mm. like a bit, oh, I just don't want to get it out today, my your stomach or whatever. Mm. Um, then, so my one piece is Javier. It's actually pronounced Javier, which is from mm-hmm. my hometown, <laughs> is the name of it. It's actually a, a really, really buttery soft piece. And it's got like the design on the back to make sure that like the elegance is still there, even though you don't feel it. So once you put it on, you feel mm. um, a lot more the way you want to feel, even if you don't at that moment. <laughs> and comfortable. Oh, that's nice. That's that's, key. Yeah. I think anyway, Huge. I mean, who wants to wear a bikini that just doesn't sit right, doesn't feel right? It, it's going to show. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then there's Black Spice, which was made for making, it was really designed to make your breasts look good, no matter what size you are. So it's not got padding in and you're like, Medium size to small size are like, oh no, I need padding to make my boobs look great. 
No, you need a great shape to make sure that they're outlined nicely. And even if you have a flat chest, the outline of it makes it look real. Uh, again, I go back to the word elegant, and that's because I try to design a lot of it around it. The bigger mm. boobs, um, it holds them in place and it really secures those breasts <laughs> because they always <laughs> have the problem of them, you know, flying around or like not having a soul. <laughs> <laughs> And then the medium-sized boobs for black size. That visual is hilarious. Tight. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Like, I, I think a lot of women to try and understand what their main problems were in terms of tops. Right. That's so funny. And then for medium-sized boobs, black spice, it presses them a bit. So you get a bit of that lift at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it gives it, yeah, it just looks great. Um, and then in terms of um, if, you need to do activity more sporty or like you just want a two-piece that is if you're going to jump in you're going to feel secure ride the waves surf Mykonos is the one that was designed for that it's got again an elegant back with a crisscross and the bottoms are secure but with a, a v design at the bottom so yeah you just you just look good. You just want to look good the whole time. Right. You do want to, you want to, you want to make sure everything is feeling comfortable and that it looks good as well. What would you say are your, yeah. What, what are your most popular styles so far? The most popular style would probably be two piece blue Haven, which Mm -hmm. is, it has got a V cut at the front and it shapes your breast at the front and it's a bit more skimpy at the bottom, but we want to see, everyone you know pushing themselves outside their comfort zones and maybe Maybe. and white haven which is the same design but in white and the thing that's special about that is we've got triple layered fabric on Mm. the white pieces just to make sure that there is no transparency because Mm. um i my mom always told me never buy a white bikini because once you get out of the water, it's not going to be pleasant. <laughs> but I can, yeah. we've got video proof that it's actually stays how you want it to stay and not go transparent. <laughs> and I love white swimsuits. They look so good when you have a tan. Yeah, they do. But, the, and that's... but yeah, with that one, we have a, a wider bottom for people who do, don't want like the real, you know, little skimpier ones. Um, yes. but, and then the Queen's Gambit, I feel like, is the most unique piece. Um, you're talking um, in terms of shapes. It We designed it to have a shape to shape you. So there's panels up the side of your, it's a one piece up the side. And mm-hmm. that creates a shape and the middle piece that cinches in the waistband that even if you have rectangle body it's unreal the shape that it gives you it can give you more of a definition for your body parts where I found in my research a lot of girls want that Mm -hmm. and it really it's one of a kind and what does your design process look like where do you get your inspiration from my inspiration was a lot from my own fussiness and (laughs) I used to dance so I did 18 years of dancing. Javia is wow. kind of based off of dance leotards because they are pretty like pretty comfortable and but still supportive. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted that for this, and elegant though. You still look, you know, beautiful in them. So I made sure the cuts are low enough, but not too low. 
and the back design is that sort of thing. That's where that came from. Some of that. Right. And what about color palettes? I mean, do you have, I would imagine that obviously there's the basic like blacks and white. And how do you look at when you think about all the colors, how difficult is it for you to select what you're going to use when we are made up of every possible skin tone and you're a small brand starting? How do you deal with that? Yeah, well, a lot of the pieces are black and white. And the reason for that is because I wanted to make it one timeless. So a lot of colors do come in and out of trend, Mm. but black and white are pretty stable. And then the two blues that I have in there. So one of the the dark blue ones was going to admit a last minute decision where I was like, that's going to look great. (laughs) Let's just throw it in. And the other blue one. Yeah, I just think that these are timeless colours. Yeah, I did research on colours and how they've been changing and it just seemed one that was pretty stagnant blues. A colour can actually make a swimsuit, like a car. Depending on a particular colour, it can just transform something. It's, uh, that's I always find that really fascinating from a psychology perspective. Yeah. Um, and how do you plan your marketing in terms of organic or just in general? Just in general, thinking about people that want to start their own business and marketing is important, sales are important. Obviously, we need both. You need customers in the beginning to validate your idea, but then your marketing is so critical because if you don't know who your niche is in your target market, you don't know who you're talking to to get the sales. It's like you need one, but you need the other, and it's really critical. I guess what kind of yeah, tips it's, you give somebody who is starting their business? It's a lot. It's a big area. Yeah, it is a big area. I think with the product, you normally have a market in mind when you're designing mm-hmm. product essentially, but it's hard, I guess, what I would do is um, research on Facebook and that sort of thing because that's my area of expertise. And I, I work with a lot of companies, work out the demographics, work out what interest this Um, audience might have and where you can find this audience and what other interests they might have so you can target them there who are they following right now what or like is there a competitor like you who's following them so you can get an idea and or even um, when you're starting off a focus group I feel like people around you or you can reach out to I reached out to a lot of people um, asking about it just Mm -hmm. trying to become resourceful Where can people buy your swimsuit? Is it just on your website at this stage? Yeah, this stage it's just on the website. We are looking to expand into retailers and also online stockists, but we'll announce it on social media when when it does come. Amazing. Thank you so much for this conversation, Kaylee. It's been amazing. How can people find you? Yeah, no worries. It's been really nice talking to you. You can find us on our Instagram handle is Kales Renee, K-A-Y-L-E-S-R-E-N-E-E, or on our website, kalesrenee.com. Fantastic. Lovely. This was really, really interesting and an eye-opener. I wish you all the best. I cannot wait to see your brand out and about and helping to empower women to feel good and just be confident and to be able to enjoy themselves. So thank you again. It was really interesting. No, thank you for having me. I've, I've loved it. 
All right, you take care. I'll speak to you soon. All right, bye. You've just finished listening to an episode of Rare Conversations. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd love for you to leave a review and share it with a friend who you think would be interested in this topic. And if you have a business question, please send it in to us. We may very well answer it in our next episode. So be sure to tag me on social media at Leonie Milano. The show notes and other information can be found on our website at www.leonimilano.com. Thank you again for listening, and we look forward to having you back with us again soon.